Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello, you're listening to 5-Minute Folklore with me, Bob Shoy. This week I'll be talking about the Wendigo, which started through Native American tribal stories from North America and Canada. Wendigos show up in quite a few stories, so there's going to be more than one this week. We will come to origin stories later in the episode, but for now, this first story involves an evil Wendigo spirit and tells of how the first dog came to be on this earth. So stick around after and I'll go more in depth as usual. But for now, here's today's five-minute folklore. Long ago, two men from the Ojibwe tribe were out on a canoe, but the wind was stronger than they were expecting, and they got blown far from the shore. They were lost. A storm raged, and the water got rough. They lost their supplies and weapons. With no food, they had no strength in them to paddle and allowed the canoe to drift on the wind. They were relieved when they eventually hit a beach, but shortly after stumbled upon some huge footprints. These must belong to a giant, one of them said. Yes. Scared of whatever had made these prints, they hid in the bushes nearby. It was too late. They had been spotted. A large arrow struck the ground beside them, and the giant stepped into view. He was so big that a large reindeer hung from his belt, appearing as only the size that a rabbit would on a regular man. He identified himself as a friend. I wish no harm on tiny men such as you. Please, allow me to grant you refuge in my home. It is not far. And you look tired and hungry. The men had little choice. They followed the giant to his home in the forest. Thank you, giant. Later, in the giant's lodge home, a spirit visited the men. They recognised it as that of the Wendigo. It spoke to them. You know you aren't the only ones the beast has lured into this forest, don't you? This giant is a man-eater. He has little men like you hidden all around this area. He intends to eat all of you. Once he knew he had the men shaken up, 
the sneaky Wendigo went to speak to the giant. Come on now, giant. These men are terrified of you. Hand them over to me. Let me put them out of their misery. I'm hungry. You will not have these men. I'll be gone with you. The giant responded and shooed at the Wendigo spirit. This angered him. Give them to me. He snapped at the giant. The giant grabbed a large stick and used it to hit a big bowl that was in the room. The bowl tipped over and out from it a creature lay on the floor. To the men, it looked like a wolf, but it was smaller. Dog, kill this evil spirit. The giant commanded to the animal. It stood up and shook itself and began to grow. As it shook, it became larger and larger and fiercer and fiercer. Then it lunged towards the Wendigo spirit and bit and clawed and ripped at it until it was dead. Good dog, the giant said, and the animal shrunk back down and crawled back into the bowl it had come from. The two men were amazed. Seeing the men's surprise, the giant told them, This is Dog, and although he is my pet, I will give him to you. He will take you back to your home if I ask him to. The men did not know how the animal could get them home, but they now trusted the giant. Thank you. Thank you. This is a truly wonderful gift, they said. The giant, the Ojibwe men, and Dog returned to the shore. The giant commanded Dog, Take these men back to their home and stay with them now. Dog grew, big enough for the men to sit on. The giant lifted the men and placed them on Dog's back. You must hold on tightly. Dog will take you home. The men nodded and Dog ran into the water and began to swim strongly against the current with the men on its back, still growing as he did so. It was a long journey but the men eventually started to recognise their surroundings. As they drew closer to their home, Dog began to return to his regular size, and they swam themselves onto the beach near to their home. They walked back to their lodges, but when they got close, Dog ran away into the forest. They told the rest of their tribe everything that had happened, but they did not believe them. If you show us this mystery animal, Dog, we should believe you, the chief told them. After some days, early in the morning, Dog returned to the men. They gave him food, and he allowed them to pet him. When the tribe awoke to see this animal that they had been told of, they were very surprised. They believed the two men, and Dog stayed with the tribe from then on. This is how the first dog came to the land of men. Okay, so there you go. That's uh, today's main five-minute folklore story. Uh, not completely about the Wendigo, although it did have a Wendigo in it. But I did like the story, so I wanted to tell it. Uh, have a couple more Wendigo stories this episode. Uh, you got two more, not quite as long. But for now, we're going to take a look at the origins, influences, and beliefs of the Wendigo. One is sky.
Okay, so what are Wendigos? Uh, Wendigos are evil, supernatural beings that feast on humans. They have a hunger that cannot be sated no matter how much they eat. The most common theme surrounding Wendigos is cannibalism. It was told among many Native American tribes that if you resorted to eating the flesh of another human, you would transform into a Wendigo. Some tribes extended the cause to other cultural taboos or sins, such as murder, and gluttony and selfishness were also cited as causes for transformation. As well as being associated with famine and starvation, Wendigo is also linked to the cold. The creature is always cold, and the human it once was is frozen inside where the heart should be. You must get to this heart and kill the frozen human within to totally destroy the Wendigo. Some stories have the human surviving this, but not many. It has amazing strength, and some stories have it gaining more strength with every meal or through age. Uh, it's also an incredible hunter, and some variations have the Wendigo being able to control the weather, and also being able to shapeshift. Wendigos are said to be cursed to wander the land, usually the coldest areas of woods and forest, with the scarcest food, always looking to quell their appetite for human flesh. If they cannot find anyone to feast on, then they will eventually starve to death. The voice of a Wendigo can range from a hypnotic whisper to a deafening roar. It talks of sinister hisses and has extremely bad breath. Varying stories tell of ways to be transformed into a Wendigo other than through cannibalism, such as having a spell cast upon you by a shaman or spirit, if you hear one calling your name whilst on a vision quest, being bitten by one similar to other myths like vampirism, zombies or some werewolf stories, um, or even just being around a Wendigo for too long can pass it on to you. Wendigo look like? Well, like all folklore figures, there are varying descriptions of what it looks like. All say that it's tall and gaunt, and is often described as a giant of up to 15 feet in height. Has a grey complexion, the skin looks like it's decaying and pulled tight, showing its deformed skeletal frame beneath. Sometimes it's said to have hair covering it, and sometimes tree sap and moss. It's extremely thin, so thin that in some stories they say you can only clearly see it if you're face on with it as it is so thin from the side. So this really gets across the idea of its unending hunger. Facially, it has yellowing fangs and a long tongue. Its lips are tattered and bloody, or sometimes it's said to have no lips at all. It has these sunken eyes that glow, usually yellow, but sometimes red. When you're near it, you can smell decay and decomposition, similar to the smell of rotting leaves. Its heart is made from ice, and some say the ice runs through all of its veins. And also, it's sometimes said to have no toes. So overall, pretty horrific looking. Which is why that it's said that just looking upon it can cause a blind fear, or make you faint, or even outright kill you. One is
let's take a look at the origins. Stories of the Wendigo began among the native people of North America and Canada, mainly from Algonquin-speaking tribes such as Ojibwe, Cree, Naskapi, among others. Aside from Wendigo, there are other names used, a few examples being Windigo, Wittigo, Wittico, Winnego, and many others of various spellings. There's so many different ways to say the name of this creature. And pronunciation also varies. Typically, um, as I've been saying, it's Wendigo, but other common ways of saying it are Windigo or Windigo. Um, although traditionally in Algonquin, it would have been more like Ouijigo. However, it said it roughly translates to the evil spirit that devours mankind. Although other reported translations are he who lives alone, spirit of the lonely places, windwalker, or simply cannibal. Stories of the Wendigo were prevalent in the harshest areas, as the threat of having no food and therefore having to consider resorting to cannibalism were very real. There was a fear in tribal communities of members going Wendigo when food started to run low. Going Wendigo meaning they were thinking of eating others or giving in to the urges. They would send suspects to the shaman who would make them drink boiling fat to melt the heart of ice that was forming within them. Pretty grisly. The act of cannibalism was considered the greatest sin. There were reports from the 1700s in Ontario of a young native having a strong inclination to eat his sister and that he would do anything he must to have human flesh. The tribe decided to hang him and burn him on a pyre until even his bones were ash, for merely having that thought could not be tolerated. They believed that once someone had tasted human flesh, they could not be content with any other meat. If someone from a tribe went missing in the forest, it was thought that they had been killed by the Wendigo. Another creature whose stories are told in some Native American communities is the stone coat, which bears many similarities to the Wendigo. It is thought that the myths of the Wendigo were told amongst tribes to encourage cooperation and moderation. As far as origin stories go, it took me a while to find uh, some of these actually. One of them I read from um, a website, Ancient Origins. So the website is ancient-origins.net. And this is from an article there called Be Wary of the Wendigo. Um, and on there it says, The first Wendigo is said to have been a warrior who made a deal with the devil in order to save his tribe. He gave up his soul and was transformed into a Wendigo. When peace ensued... There was no need for such a fearsome creature, and the warrior was banished from his tribe and forced to live as an outcast. That's one. Uh, I found another uh, interesting origin story of the first Wendigo. So um, I'm going to tell that now as a little extra story. The first Wendigo. Long ago, during a particularly cold winter, a trapper was finding it hard to find food. His name was Wendigo, and he lived by the shore of Lake Nipigon. Each day, he extended his search further and further from his cabin. And each day, he came back empty-handed, his hunger growing all the time. With no other option, he crafted a brew for himself from tree bark. After that was all gone, he was still hungry. The winter grew colder, 
and Windigo was scared for his life. He felt like he was losing his mind. One night, as a last resort, please he prayed to an evil spirit. Save me, please. After, while he slept, the spirit spoke to him in his dreams. I love you. I can grant you supernatural powers. You will be saved. Windigo woke before the morning. It was a clear night, and he could see the moon bright in the sky. He felt a strength that he did not have before, and although he was still hungry, he felt he had the energy to go out and find food. He left his cabin and walked, with large strides, eventually coming to an Ojibwe village. His eyes began to glow brightly, and he yelled out three blood-curdling yells. In terror, everyone in the village fainted. Windigo cast a sorcery on the bodies, and they all appeared as beavers. He ate all of them. With each body he ate, he grew taller. He became a giant, taller than the wigwams, taller than the trees, and he continued to grow. But as he grew, so did his hunger. With nothing left to eat in the village, he left to find more food. He attacked more villages, and stories began to spread. In one village, the shaman cast a spell on a young man named Big Goose. He transformed into a giant and was named Misaba. Misaba tracked down Windigo and confronted him. The earth shook as these huge figures fought. They threw boulders and glaciers at each other. Eventually, Misaba was victorious. As Windigo died, Misaba returned to his original form. Beavers crawled out from the body of the dead Windigo and transformed back into the humans they were before. Big Goose returned to his village and was celebrated. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra. And I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. 
Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Wendigo stories may be commonly thought of as myth nowadays, but there are also those who believe them to be a very real cryptid. They believe the original sightings of it are what sparked the stories to begin with. There have been many sightings reporting over the years in North Minnesota, especially near the town of Rosasu, where people claim that every time a sighting was made, it was followed by an unsuspected death within the town. Another hotspot for Wendigo sightings is northern Ontario, where there's even a place called the Cave of the Wendigo, and the town Kenora is dubbed the Wendigo capital of the world. Other true believers of the Wendigo idea are the self-proclaimed Wendigo hunters, the most famous example of which is Jack Fiddler. Jack Fiddler was a Cree Wendigo hunter who claimed to have killed 14 Wendigo. He was eventually imprisoned in 1907 at the age of 87 for the murder of a woman he asserted was on the verge of turning. Now there's also a strange phenomenon known as Wendigo psychosis. Victims undergoing Wendigo psychosis start to develop a craving for human flesh, usually brought on by a panic of having no food when bad winter weather starts setting in. The symptoms include nausea, vomiting and a lack of appetite and an intense fear of giving in to the temptation of cannibalism as they start to view those around them as possible sources of food. The psychosis can occur even in occasions where food is still plentiful or accessible. The most famous case of Wendigo psychosis happened in 1878, where a Cree man named Swift Runner killed and ate his entire family, despite having access to food not far from his home. Reports of Wendigo psychosis have become increasingly rare. Wendigos have appeared in all forms of media and are popularly used as villains in video games such as Until Dawn and The Secret World and comics, most notably the Marvel series X-Men and Incredible Hulk as well as my personal favourite, the Hellboy spin-off BPRD, where he pops up multiple times. They also feature in the Warcraft and Dungeons & Dragons universes. But the first example of Wendigos appearing in literature is a story from 1910 by Algernon Blackwood, titled The Wendigo. For a long time, many thought this to be the origin of the creature, but tribal tales are far older. Wendigos also inspired elements of the Stephen King novel Pet Cemetery. There have been three films made with the title Wendigo, one from 1978, one from 1995, and one from 2001, but they all received pretty poor reviews. Wendigos have provided inspiration for elements of many other films though, few examples being Dark Was the Night, The Descent, and Ravenous. And many fantasy-themed TV series have also included Wendigos. Shows like Supernatural, Charmed, Sleepy Hollow, and Grimm, to name a few, as well as the series Hannibal using lots of Wendigo imagery. Finally, you may have heard the well-known poem by Ogden Nash, titled The Wendigo, which goes like this. The Wendigo, the Wendigo, its eyes are ice and indigo. Its blood is rank and yellowish, its voice is hoarse and bellowish. Its tentacles are slithery and scummy, slimy, leathery. Its lips are hungry, blubbery and smacky, sucky, rubbery. The Wendigo, the Wendigo, I saw it just a friend ago. Last night it lurked in Canada, tonight on your veranda. 
As you are lowering hammock-wise, it contemplates you stomach-wise. You low, it contemplates, it lollops. The rest, it merely gulps and gollops. And thanks again to Luke Martin for that reading. Amongst the Cree, there's a traditional dance called the, and here's my attempt at the pronunciation, Witiko Kansimuin, which translates to the Wendigo-like dance. It satirises the Wendigo and is usually performed during times of famine to reinforce the seriousness of the Wendigo taboo. So I have one more story for you, but first I'm just going to wrap everything up. Hopefully you've enjoyed this episode. It was a really interesting one to research. If there are any folklore figures you would like to hear me talk about, then you can contact me to suggest any, or just say hi, at 5minutefolklore at gmail.com. You can also contact via the website, which is now up and running, 5minutefolklore.com, where you can also find links for my Twitter, the Facebook page, the YouTube channel, etc. And I do plan on doing more with that website eventually. A few thanks to Rick Dove, James Mildenstein, Malcolm Scheuer, and Rebecca Chapman for providing voice work on this episode. That's really appreciated, and people seem to be really enjoying that, so I'm glad it helps to add to the atmosphere. I also want to recommend a YouTube channel called The Lonely Bear Cub. So if you type that into YouTube as one word, you should find the channel. Um, That's The Lonely Bear Cub. There was a lot of really great traditional Native American music on there, which helped me really get the feel for the stories during my research. So yeah, I recommend checking that channel out on YouTube, The Lonely Bear Cub. And also thanks to you for listening. I hope you've enjoyed the show going up weekly for the time being. Unfortunately, it may have to go fortnightly soon, unless I can find a way to get a little money from doing it, as it takes a lot of time to put all these episodes together with the research, writing, recording, voice work, sound effects, etc, etc. So I'm considering setting up a Patreon. If that's something you'd consider contributing towards to support the show, I would really appreciate you getting in contact with me just to nudge me in the right direction. Anyway, I said I had one more story. So here it is to close out the show. This is another Native American story. And it's a story about a child who was taken over by a Wendigo. Long ago, in the winter, a young couple had just married. They decided to join a hunting party. And when they arrived at the hunting grounds, they had a child. One day, the baby spoke to them. Where is the sky spirit, Manado? He asked. They say he's very powerful, and someday I'm going to visit him. The mother was shocked. She grabbed her baby and told him, You should not talk about the Manado that way. A few days later, in the middle of the night, the mother awoke to find her baby missing. She woke the father, and he started a fire. They searched everywhere, all over their own wigwam, and then all over the wigwams of the people around them. They lit torches and searched all around the area. They eventually spotted some tiny tracks and followed them. They found the cradle and knew the tracks were those of their child. The mother knew that he was in search of the Manado. The footsteps became bigger as they followed them, bigger than the footsteps of a full-sized human. Their child had transformed into the Wendigo. They reached the lake and could see the tracks where he had walked across it. As the Wendigo neared the Manado, he saw that he was guarded by as many as 50 protectors. 
These small creatures heard the Wendigo approaching and started to attack. They threw rocks, which turned to bolts of lightning in the air. One of them hit the Wendigo straight in its head, striking him down. The sound of the Wendigo's dead body falling down was much greater than his size. When the search party found him, he looked like a large man lying motionless on the ground. They dragged him back to their wigwams and chopped him to pieces. When they did so, he became a block of ice. They melted down the pieces that had been chopped, and in the middle was the infant, only six inches long, and with a hole in its head where the lightning rock had hit. It is sad to have lost our child, but if they had not killed him, he would have eaten up the whole village as the Wendigo. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? 
Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.